the page on Dal, he deals with the idea of that Adam Rishon spoke Lashon HaKadosh. So you have to understand exactly how that happened. So the, the Pesach described that Adam Rishon was able to name all of the different Balechaim, gave them names. So this is a piece from the Barbanel. In your creation, this whole process we need to think about a lot. The points out. is the perfect language. is the proper name language to use to designate names of the animals, etc. Now, that would mean that the Bershom, the Loshan Kodesh was existed already. It means that the names of the animals existed in Loshan Kodesh already. And the Rishon absorbed that and then gave the animals the names. So he wasn't really calling them the names. The puzzle sounds like that he actually chose the name. And which means he created part of the language. So how do we deal with that? Um, so first of all, so um, there's a gorgeous piece from the Sherry Das on this 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 topic um, that he points out that the Chazal say that the, the Russian created the world using the 22 letters of the alphabet. Which means each one of the letters of the Aleph base has represents a spiritual power. <coughs> and when you put them together, you're going to create certain realities, which will express themselves in a physical way, as, as X. So if I, if I know the properties of all of the different letters, it's like I know the chemical properties of various different chemicals, I can mix and match many different compounds. The results will be quite different. I mean, we see it in our own reality. It's a fascinating thing that to, to contemplate the idea that that you take sodium, right, and you take chlor, chlor, chlorine. You have this unstable metal which explodes when it hits, hits water. You take this gas which kills you. You put them together. And you have salt which is required. It doesn't, it doesn't look like sodium or chlorine, right? So you can put together different things and create compounds which are totally different than the. the it looked very different. But then, so the Bershom says, I can t- I take a little bit of a dial, a little bit of a bubble, a little bit of a base, I put together, I get a bear. Like, why, why should that be strange to us? Right? Right? You, know, you mix it together, you shake it up, and out comes a bear. Right? So he says that's really what happens. That, that, that other region was able to be Mavkin, he had such a level of understanding, he looked at each thing, was able to look at the root of its creation, what were the letters which were used to create it. That's how the, the, the Sheridas explains it, which would be along the lines of what the, what the, the Kuzar is saying. It would answer the Barbanel's question. It's not that the Russian taught it to him. Uh. The Russian created the world Lashon HaKadosh. Another Russian was given the intelligence to understand it, Lashon HaKadosh, and how the letters work. And that he was able to figure out each thing, what was the name for it. But the Psugim seemed to indicate the other Russian, as it were, chose the names uh, in Lashon HaKadosh, and that became the names. He chose it. So he decided to call a bear a dove. That was his decision. <coughs> okay. Um, 
so the, the Brahminal disagrees with the Khazari, the, the, the disagrees with the Ramam. The Ramam says that all the Shadows are just basically are, are convention. You know, they came up with the side we're gonna call a bear a bear. Like you know, it's not really it's not really a bear. We all agree that this is the name we're gonna call a bear, and now we understand when we say the word bear, we know that that's what you're referring to, but that's because we all agreed to it. Right? So it, it's based on convention. So that's not right either that he says. So the Bible says like this: "Hakadosh Baruch Hu Baruch Haloshen." Russian created the, the, the speech with language. We higbel it said the Rebbe. Maskim latibi had the word melidia alakis b'hem. The Russian made certain systems how they work, which would fit the items that you're referring to. When the Russian created man, b'tal melakim. That part of the creation of man, the person put into man and neshama, which is with a certain understanding of that, the the the, the, the Russian gave him an intelligence to understand the true, true realities of the world. He didn't need to to do contemplate and philosophize and debate and research. He understood it. There's a he had a the other reach was given a natural instinct to understand how the bria works. So the Rishon also put into Adam a natural instinct towards lashon hakodesh. So the Russian created man, created the world, and he created uh, a bear with the, with a certain nature. The Russian created a language which is an intrinsic language, which means it, it, it truly describes the, the nature. The Russian put into Adam a, an intelligence that understands the nature of things, and the Russian put in Adam an, a, a, a also a natural instinct to understands how the language of Lashon HaKadosh expresses these things. So the Norishan then was able to use his intelligence to put two two, two together and figure out that this is the right name for this thing. The Russian then said to give it a name beforehand, as he's saying, because Adam chose the name. But Adam chose the name, understanding the the reality of what this is, the true reality of what this is, and understanding the true reality of how Lashon HaKadosh works and how it, it, it represents the realities of which exist. Man was created with a natural instinct. To able to to declare on everything which is in the world, based on that which is ingrained in his being. Understanding the the nature of things, and the language that he was going to use would then um, fit correctly into the Brashim's Chachma. So Adam Rishon, who created Betzel Malakim, has a natural instinctive understanding of the world the way the Brashim sees it. So the was able to sort of tap into the the nature of the language. Now, Betz, if you think about it, um, like the Mishnah says, that one of the things which was created Eretz Yisrael was the Ksav and the Mikhtov. 
Right? If the Russian had not created an alphabet, like so, where does an alphabet come from? Right. So once you have one alphabet, you, you start creating other alphabets. Like <coughs> the concept of an alphabet that you that you represent to certain things, and that you know. So, um, I think one of the most fascinating things, one of the most fascinating things of watching a child. How do we learn a new language? How do you learn a new language? How do you do you learn a new language? Right? And I should be asking Ephraim this question, right? You start with a language that you know, and which you're familiar with, and then you start making connections. Well, this is called a table. Well, and then another language is called something else. But if I don't know what this is, I never saw a table before telling me that the table is called a table. Is it irrelevant? And you know what? It's called a table. And in French, it's called. Table. Right? It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what. I don't know what I'm not starting with any, with any, any understanding of something. Right. I start with some, one language that I'm familiar with, and from there I can build you know, hundreds of languages. Great. A child has no familiarity with anything, he doesn't understand anything. So, how does he learn, learn a language? He doesn't start with any language. And a child learns a language. Right? That I think it's one of the most. I believe that's one of the most fascinating things which exists in the process of, of, of raising a child is watching him absorb language. It doesn't make any sense. The, the, what the Barbara is saying is the brush put a nature into man to to relate to something with 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 a language. That's part of the part of the creation of Kodesh Baruch. The Russian made man with that ability, specifically Lashon Hakodesh. So you understand almost when the Chazal say that when the child starts speaking, you should speak to him in Lashon Hakodesh. Right? Uh. You understand that Chazal is saying, you know, by doing so, you're going to be strengthening that natural instinct which is inside of the child, as opposed to forcing another language upon him, which is maybe more challenging. The, the natural instinct of the nature of the neshama of the person is to to uh, relate to the world through Lashon HaKadosh. It's part of the makeup of man. That's what the Barbados mean, Mechad, is a fascinating, fascinating thought process, uh, an extraordinary thought process. Umavad zeh, direi mar kadosh baruchu ba'osa The Russian also spoke to man in that Lashon. Vishmiel la'oznoi kol nivra muchash megeh Now, when the Russian speaks, the Russian doesn't have a mouth. He doesn't actually... The Russian authority to put a thought into man's mind. He doesn't need to, doesn't need to go through a process of hearing. But the Russian Badafka went through the process of hearing. He created a sound. Right? And the Russian had Adam Rishan hear that sound through his ears. So Adam Rishan was able to be in the process of a conversation. The Russian put that concept of speech <coughs> and language is part of his nature. So he understood what the Russian was saying to him. And he learned from that. When the Russian said words to him, the Russian said, don't eat from the tree, which is So he learned that the word for that thing is, which it looks like this, you know, brown with like things come out of it, is, is, is an ace. Right? He learned the language from the person speaking to him. But he heard the words. He understood what the words were saying. He understood what the person was referring to. And he realized yeah, there was a sort of natural instinct to that. And therefore, he made connections. He started learning how to speak the language. Um, 
So really what happened was the Bershom was taking out a latent potential which existed in him and bringing it out through the fact that Bershom spoke to him. So the Bershom speaking to him was, was, as it were, part of his training process of learning the language. The Bershom has a natural instinct to understand things. But to actually actually use it, he needs a process of being taught and being pointed out from someone who's teaching him. It's the same thing when it comes to Loshan. The Russian put the concept of speech and language as a nature of man. So the Russian spoke to him, he brought that out, that latent potential which is there. When he heard the Russian's speech, he learned how the language works. Um, now, now man became a master of it, he could use it as he saw fit. The Russian put it to him in a latent potential in his creation, and the Russian brought it out through speaking to him. Okay. But it is correct to point out what the um, what the Kuzri was saying. The Russian created this language. The Russian taught it to man. It wasn't just like just like we said convention. So that that's not right. That's not true. So the Russian didn't tell him what to do. On the other hand, another Russian did it himself, but it wasn't just haphazard. It wasn't just bimikra. It wasn't just you know, as they say, whatever, right? <laughs> The, the names which he came up, he came up based on his natural potential the Russian put in him to understand how things work. And when he heard the Russian's speech, he developed that ability to do it himself, and now he did it. But it's improper to say that Russian just sort of like developed it as he, whatever he saw fit. Like all of the languages. There's no connection between the words which we use and the true understanding of what this reality what this what the reality of this item is. But however, the Yosel Loshan is that Nibra Mimani, but the Russian created Loshan and Kurdish. Okay, Nibra by the Adam, the Russian spoke to him like that, the kind of Noyak, Lobos of Kedoshim, but not in the Torah, Manishma, Dibras Barsinai, Nitabalukas, but Dibra Shami, Moshe, Vatara, Kula, Mila, Bimila, Kishita, Vaisal, Save. This is the language of the Russian. So the Russian was using it, he's, not, he's, he's doing it because that's intrinsically the right way, the, those are the right words. Saddam Rishan chose. But the reason was chosen was choosing based on the true understanding of what the reality was. Okay, so that's one thought I wanted to share with you. Uh, I just it's, it, I just think it's fascinating to think about 
like the extraordinary concept of Lashon um, is 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 a mind-boggling thing. I mean, uh, the it would be an interesting question. Or it's, I, I would I would su- suggest the, the following. You know, when I do my, with my chassidim, I always tell them that you know the main thing is not what you said; it's what the other person heard. Like, communication is not what you said. You didn't, you didn't communicate what you said. You communicated what the other person heard. So you better figure out what the other person heard than what you communicated. Right? So um, he says, and the problem, of course, is that Chazal said, no shaman, but if the outsman, it's a different, a different nation. Each nation has the only way, they, the different way that they speak. So in America, at the end of the meal, when they ask you, do you want some more? And you say, thank you. It's different than you, in South Africa when, you, when they ask you, do you want something more? Then they say, thank you. The thank you in South Africa means means no thank you in America means thank you it means yes <laughs> right so if you say thank you in America you'll get some more food and in South Africa you won't right so it's a different language different culture so your you know, your wife is women are not or Chazal say they're different different culture a different nation and they speak differently that's what I tell the Chazan so I said um, so Moshe Shapiro they put out from him a series of sorum put out by one of the Tamidim called Fike Mayim. So the Fike Mayim is a beautiful safer, but in the, 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 the Fike Mayim there's a skama written by Ramosha Shapiro, Zikhla Brahma. And it, the, 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 the whole safer is worth it for the Haskama. Like just that alone is worth the whole safer, you know. So he writes like this. He says that. Um, you're asking me Rishos to put out the safe. He says, you have to understand something, that that words are not words until there's somebody, until I share them with somebody. So in, in, in a conversation, you own the words as much, just as much as I do, because you're just as much of an important player in the world of words as I am. Because they're not words unless there's somebody being, hearing them. So, I, I'm the Rebbe, you're the Talmud, I say the words and you hear them, we both own the words. Because right. without you, they wouldn't be words. So you don't need my Rishos to publish the words, because they belong to you. What you do need is to say, well, maybe you got the words wrong, or you got the idea wrong. Uh, I, I trust you as a Talmud Chacham, you know, as, a, as a true Talmud, that you know what you, you got it right. That's what he writes. See, so he's saying a fascinating thing about the idea of Dibur. Dibur, again, that's what we're saying. Dibur is not saying words. Dibur is communicating. So it's not considered a Dibur until there is somebody who's hearing it. This leads you to the famous philosophical question about if a tree falls in the forest and nobody, heard, nobody hears the sound, did it make a sound? So the scientists will tell you the answer is no, because there's no such thing as a sound intrinsically. Sound is only when the waves come into your eardrums and make the eardrums move and they make sound. There's no sound in the air. There's, there's waves of air moving which only create sound when they hit the human, human being's head. Okay. But that's not what the philosophers were asking. Right? But what he's saying is, I have no idea whether sounds are sounds, but in regards to deeper, a deeper is not a deeper unless there's somebody hearing it. So I'm wondering if that's true in Lashon Kurdish. So I understand that when I'm speaking in English, 
which the whole use of English is it's 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 a double heskami between uh, all of us to agree that this is what these words mean. So the whole purpose of the language is the communication. That's its whole function. Why do you, the only reason we need to agree to what the words mean is because otherwise we can't communicate. I have to agree. We all agree. This is called a table. This way, we can talk about the table. We'll, we'll, we'll understand each other. If I have no need to communicate to you, I can call whatever I want. I, I can call thingamabob. You know, and like, oh, the thingamabob. Yeah, but what the thingamabob mean? Well, who cares? Because I'm not talking to you, right? Right? It's, it's irrelevant that the, what the word means that we should all agree to it until until you get to until you get to the world of communication. Well, Lashon Hakodesh is the intrinsic name of the. This is a shulchan. That's its name. See, if I, if I call it a shulchan, I'm saying that this is a shulchan, whether you hear it or not, it's irrelevant. Because I'm, I'm, I'm saying the intrinsic reality which is there. So if I'm pointing out intrinsic reality, whether you hear it or not, I said, in Lashon Kodesh, I said the reality. In, in, in any other language, the whole purpose of the language is the communication, not to describe the reality, but to communicate. So obviously there's nobody hearing it that didn't communicate. Uh, so immersion in that piece is uh, assuming not like that. Mm-hmm. Right, that that at least the concept of deeper deeper requires two parties, but we start the, 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 the concept of the lotion. The lotion is an intrinsic lotion. So it, when I speak in lotion of Kurdish, it's supposed to speak, so it's a whole different it's a whole different experience of deeper of, of a speech with the deeper, but it's, it's all different process of speech than speaking any other, any other language. I think that's a fascinating. The um, kuda to think about the power of Lashon Kurdish. Lashon Kurdish is you're tapping into the true intrinsic reality which is there, which doesn't exist in any other, any other language. How do you apply that if you talk to yourself or you take notes for yourself? So you find this concept by, by, by let's say, by tefillah. So a person, you know, the more it talks about with different more like we pass in that. That the tefillah, shema, etc., it has to be said loud enough that you can hear it. What that's saying is that really you're, you're talking to yourself, right? So there is two parties: you and yourself. You and yourself, right? You are saying something and you are hearing it. In other words, you're communicating an idea to yourself. Um, I think that's what tefillah is. Tefillah is the process of communicating an idea to yourself. Wow. Right. Hirsch says that, that the whole word that he spelled out is reflexive it's to create, a ju- create a, an understanding back to yourself so we lose sight of these realities we, we express them to sort of make ourselves here and we spoke about this, we talked about Viduri that the whole the reason why Viduri has to be said it's not enough just to think right. is because um, I told you over the Chavetz Chaim Chavetz Chaim has the, the, the the, the 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 physical reality and the spiritual reality parallel each other. The Russian did that for a reason, because we need to know that certain realities exist. We don't know that they exist sometimes without having the, the, the spiritual reality. Let's say the physical reality. So he, he explains the morale says in in Netzach, I'm sorry, the morale says in in Gvoris, that, that why the Russian. Um, <coughs> There's the cha, the pesach is the cha, is is the chodesh it's the it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's springtime it's shavuos is 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 the chagakotzir and sukkot is chagakotzir. So why are we calling by these by these harvest names? 
So the morale as is one did not want to you know lower the Torah down to harvest you know to to this agricultural society where where we're having festivals in honor of the, the, the different stages of the, of the agricultural year. It says all the way around. The Russian made a spiritual reality of, re, of, of the certain power of renewal which comes in pace of time. And there's a certain power of sort of absorbing and taking messages in which comes Sukkot's time. Now, how do you know that? How would you know that, that that exists? So there's a more in Shabbos. The more says, if I give a matana to, to somebody, when I, give a, when I give a person stock, I should do it, I should do it anonymously. When I give a person a present, the purpose of a present is to create <coughs> love, friendship. So doing it honestly doesn't do that. So specifically, I am not allowed to do it. I'm supposed to do it specifically, not anonymously. Matter of fact, the, the, the a lot of poets can assume that shalom which is which is given anonymously, you're not used to shalom because oh, really? the purpose of shalom is to create fr- friendship and quality Israel. So I know that someone out there likes me. You know uh, that's nice. You know, you know, but I don't know who. Right? You know, I thought everybody in the world hated me. Now I know at least one guy in the world likes me. You know, you know, right? But you know, but, but, but if he puts it, but he, if a person leaves on my doorstep, leaves the shalomonos because I'm out delivering, and I come back and there's, a, there's the shalomonos. I don't know where we came from. The guy wasn't used to shalomonos according to some boys. If he tells, he leaves his name out there. Oh no, I know it's it's some it's Yankel. Oh, Yankel, it's so, so nice. Yankel, I have good, good friends now, right? <laughs> Some more says, okay, so I give you a present. I should be Medea, you, what I'm doing. I once heard from Rabbi Dimitri Lizotzel. He says, let's say I give a person a, a watch. You know, you know the, the good old days, you know, you, you, how, many, how many jewels are in the watch, right? You know, 21 I'm jewels, sorry, 17 sorry. jewels, right. right? Leave the little note inside that you should know this is a 21 jewel watch. Let them know that you really spent a lot of money on him. Because the point that we hear is, is the friendship. So he th- he doesn't know how valuable his watch is. He knows this is a very valuable watch. You, there's more friendship created by that. Let him know that. Leave the price tag on. He didn't say leave the price tag on. That's you know. <laughs> that's, you know. <laughs> and we should start doing that. I thought about that. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. You know, Walmart special. You know, like no, don't do that. Is that not allowed, right? <laughs> well, if it's expensive, should be. But. See, so okay, let's say I, let's say I, I, I do a, I take care of your child. So how do you know that I did that? So Morris says the Morris says a very funny Gemara. The Morris says if Reuven, you know, takes care of Shimon's child, when Reuven sends Sh- Sh- the kid back, the kid's not going to tell his parents because that's how kids are. You know, you know what happened today? Whatever. You know, nothing. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, it's by Reuven's house today. Like I can tell you that. You know. Let the, so you leave a, you, you should leave a little smudge of food on, on the kid's forehead. You know, little take the peanut butter and jelly and smear it on his, on his forehead. So it comes on most of the says like, what's going on? Where'd you get the peanut? Why is the peanut butter? Oh, it's Rabbi Rangel's house, and he gave me lunch. <laughs> oh, that's so nice, <laughs> right? So the whole thing is to be, to be Medea. So the Russian did the same thing. He f- informed us that there's a spiritual power of renewal in Pesach time by making the world physically come back to life that's how he's informing us of the matana that he gave the, the, the power of spiritual renewal the Russian gave us a power of absorbing and bringing things into, in, in Sukkot time the Russian made a physical reality which corresponds to that to inform us of the matana that he gave us that he were able to absorb lessons Sukkot time that's how he explains it so the Russian made a spiritual reality 
the tongue, the nature of the tongue is that it magnifies. You take a little, uh, little, 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 you know, speck of, you know, little pebble, little piece of gravel, and your tongue, it feels like it's a gigantic thing in your mouth. You spit it out, you look like, wow, like a, a hair. You have a hair in your mouth. It's like, it's a little dinky hair. It comes out like, it's like, wow, the little dinky thing made so much pain, frustration. It says, that's true in a spiritual sense also. That when you have a thought, and it's, it's not it's not 100% clear, when you speak it out, the, la- the tongue magnifies all of the improper, the, the elements of which, which were improper. It just doesn't sound right. It doesn't come out right. That's part of the power of the tongue, is to find the, the flaw. But you don't have the flaw when you're just thinking in your head. When you speak it out, the nature of the speech is that it becomes real. It makes it into something much bigger than it is itself. Vidu is the process of a person taking this thought, which is inside of his being, and sort of like taking it out of his being and saying, look, this is what I did. When I speak it out, it becomes much more real to me. And it affects me much more. I can't believe I did this. As long as it's in your head, it's so nebulous. Right? When you speak it out, I did this. I'm talking to myself. But when I speak it out, it becomes a reality which is being communicated to me. So it's possible to have a process of speaking to yourself where you actually are communicating something more than what you thought back to yourself through speech. Making sense? Yeah? Okay, so we're communicating over here, I think. I hope. All right. Okay. What about Ivri relative to Lashon HaKodesh? Is Ivri... Intrinsic? As if read intrinsic, intrinsic. So if read does not. Um, so when you speak to a child in university, you talk. If you're speaking in greet, are you fulfilling that? Are you fulfilling that? To some extent, I mean, some of the words are words of Lashon Hakodesh. You know, even even our yeshivish language that we use called yeshivish, <laughs> we also have some words of Lashon Hakodesh that we use. Um, <coughs> again, the Pasha, the Pasha Teich of Chazal is that. You know, you want to make his most basic language a language which will allow him to learn Torah. This way you're giving him a one-up on the world of learning Torah, like which the Maisa Ivrit does do that. The child who grows up speaking Ivrit, you know, as much picks up a safer and as much as I'm reading it than somebody grew up, you know, until you get used to it. Um, that advantage in learning extends till about, you know, assuming that you have a, a, a young man who has good potential and he really works, he works, he learn, learns well, etc. Till about the age of 20, 20, 21. After that, it makes, makes almost no difference in the learning ability. And I think maybe that's because they learned Ivrit, they didn't learn, they didn't learn even, you know, even Ivris is not, you know, the, you know Ivris. It's Lashon Kurdish is a different language. I mean, Ivrit, um, Ephraim, you can help me also with this, you know, is um, Ben Yehuda made his his dictionary, which is the foundation of modern Ivrit. I mean, he based it on some things from Gemara, some things from Tanakh, some things from Medrash, some things which he just made up words. You know, sometimes the, the ideas were very, you know, were very tenuous. He needed to come up with the words. He came up with the word. You know, the the, the, the Ivrit word for jelly. Is Riva, right? Riva, right? Where'd it come from? Right? 
it says, well, Chazal say that, you know, that in, by stone, that they took a girl and they smeared her with honey and that brought the bees and they killed her because she had done a terrible act of, you know, giving, uh, giving, uh, take care of an honey. Um, it's, it talks about Riva Achas. Riva Achas, what Riva over there actually means, a young, la- young girl. They smeared her with something, you know, jelly-like. So they use it. That became the word for jelly. So you know, so that's your fritz. You know, um, but traditionally, people recently didn't speak Russian. I mean, spoke Yiddish in Europe, right? So why didn't they speak Russian Kurdish if that's the chazal? You know, you don't see people speaking Russian Kurdish. You, you don't. You don't see people Russian Kurdish. Even in Israel, the Kurdish, they speak modern Hebrew when they speak. Yeah, it's a, you know, I don't have a good answer to the question. I think that you know, the some of the assumption was. That uh, the language is um, there, there's there's interesting Yushalmi. The Yushalmi says the Russian should have made man with two mouths, one for good and one for bad. One for <laughs> learning Torah, yeah, right. and one for for secular usage. Yeah. Um, the Russian didn't do that because we'd end up using both of them for Lashon Hara. That's what the imagine having two mouths. You know, Lashon Hara, you could say. It's like you know, double the lashon hara. Um, I think t- somewhat the feeling with lo- that lashon hara was was it's a, it's a language which we use for tefillah and for learning, etc. It shouldn't be that, that we're going to be using just in the, in the in all of our. There had to be a, another language to use in all of your secular. Uh, yeah, but that goes against this because the child is not learning it this way. I mean, nobody's teaching. Yeah, I understand. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, that that's like where the thought process came from. But you know, um, and what's what's and you know, you get these people, the, you know, the, the the Yiddish purists. They say, you know, we need to go back to, to, to having Yiddish. I mean, the reason, the, the strength of Yiddish, why why Yiddish was so significant, wasn't because it's a holy language per se. Is because it is a language that developed a lot of the the a lot of the understanding of, of learning, a lot, a lot of the um, Jewish hergation towards the world, towards mitzvah, etc. Words were developed in Yiddish, which expressed those. So it, it was it was a language which its function that sort of these things almost came natural. You know the way you would so. When you, you you would explain a certain concept in Yiddish, it comes across very naturally in English. Like it takes you, like, you know three times the amount of words to explain it, and that's like very frustrating because like you know I can say it so easily in Yiddish, but in English I have to like you know go on and on and on, on to explain it. You know, maybe I would have a, a command of this extraordinary uh, Harvardian English. Maybe I would, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't help me because nobody else understands. Even though I do understand Harvardian, but nobody else does. You know. Um, so that's the, that's the that's the mile of Yiddish. It's a very funny thing. I just tell you a funny story. Like you know, I I went to Tel Shiva. So in Tel Shiva, when I came in Tel Shiva, so the Shmuzin in the high school were in Yiddish, and the oldest share in the high school was in Yiddish. All the share in base matters were in Yiddish. The Shmuzin base matters were obviously were in Yiddish, and then you spoke the Rashivas in Yiddish. Um, I don't know a word of Yiddish. I mean, I didn't know word of anything, but you know, like you know, like you know, I I came to tell Yeshiva. I had Baruch Hashem at that point in time learned three blada Gemara before I came to Yeshiva, and uh, 
and I had I finished running Olive Base in January and I came to Yeshiva in, in, in August so like it wasn't like I had so much opportunity to learn a lot before I came to Yeshiva right. um, so I went to the Shmuz and I, w- I, w- I had a person translate for me and that's why I learned Yiddish but eventually they, you, know, you got to the point where your, 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 your Yiddish ability was you know, you, you'd speak to Rashivas and you, you'd, com- you'd converse with them in Yiddish so my, my Yiddish was all the world of Torah you know, some basic words etc so I met, once met somebody and the person was asking if I speak Yiddish I said yeah, so if you want to know like, certain like, not nice words, how you say them in Yiddish I don't know <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like, like, that was like you know, the whole Geshmach is learning these words in Yiddish and you can call somebody some you know, not nice name behind their back because you, know, you can speak Yiddish uh-huh. like you know like, like like that was their thought process, and I said, "I'm sorry, I can't help you." Like, you know, that, that, you know um, apparently there is that whole dark side of Yiddish also, right? Which uh, I didn't, you know, even like I never thought about it. It was just like it wasn't even on my radar screen that there's this whole other side of it. The, the secular Yiddish, just you know, they have these plays. That was, that, do they have the, the, the language is pretty coarse, so they have really not nice things to say and not clean things to say, and they say it in Yiddish. You know, so that part is not. You know, that's, a, that's not. You know, it, it reflected all of the reality of life out there, the good and the bad. Lashon um, Kodesh, the Rambam says, it's called Lashon Kodesh because doesn't ha- certain words just don't exist. Certain you know elements of you know unclean elements don't exist. Don't exist in, in the Lashon. The Yiddish can't claim that. But it's, it's fascinating to me. I never even thought about that until this person asked me the question, and I was I was. "Quote unquote," fairly fluent Yiddish, and I got a compliment from one of the Rebbitzins who, who grew up in Europe. So, like, so her Yiddish was her mama Lush. She complimented me on my on my on my, on my ability to speak Yiddish, wow. which, like, um, I used to read. I used to because of my stomach issues, I, I couldn't eat the, the shiva lunches because the doctor put me on a diet, which was. Um, no fruits and vegetables. Should, shouldn't be any like things irritating the intestine. I couldn't have milk because I was had problems. With, I was lactose intolerant. Couldn't have fried foods because they're not really cooked well. I couldn't have spicy foods. See, yeshiva lunch is either milk, spicy, fried, or fresh fruits and vegetables. <laughs> so I couldn't eat lunch in yeshiva. So I used to go to one of the rebbeins every day for lunch. Um, for five years, I ate, ate lunch break. Wow. I, I, lunch break. Basically, I ate there. Come out every single day of the year for five years. So she would make, you know, once, twice a week she would serve me flesh, you know, chicken, something even meat, you know, but then, you know, or fish, different things, etc. So she wouldn't sit with me. Her husband wasn't alive. Her husband passed away three weeks after I started going there. Um, but I still came there every, I tell you a beautiful story. The day she got up from Shiva, I didn't come for lunch. I, I just, I couldn't imagine coming for lunch the day a woman just got up for Shiva from her husband. I got a message by middle time, her son came to Yeshiva, like, where were you? My mother was waiting for you. Like, you know, Shiva, Shiva, the Christ is a Christ. So now it's her Christ, take care of you. So, you know, what do you mean? You didn't come for lunch. She said, did you eat lunch? I said, no, I didn't lunch. Just go right now. So I went, you know, after middle time, because I, I couldn't, like, she was waiting for me. She made lunch. I was like, I just wasn't expecting that. Wow. Uh, very, very holy woman. But, the, the halacha is that you know she she wouldn't eat with me because you know we went you know it wasn't appropriate you know so and she wouldn't sit with me because Ram said you're not supposed to look at somebody while they're the guest while they're eating because they're uncomfortable so she would serve me she would say hello and then she would walk into a different room so 
what did she have to read over there? She had the Yiddish, the Yiddish words. You know, she read you know, all the Yiddish things. So I used to sit and read the Yiddish, the, the, the Yiddish magazines. That's how I like, you know, learned my Yiddish. You would sit there and you know, you'd figure it out from context. So you'd work, you know, sound out the words and see if you heard it before. You know. So I, that I learned a lot of it from that. But again, but that was all my world of this Kedushadik world of Yiddish. Like, like, a, like, I really was upset at that person asking the question. Like, you know, like, you could ask me such beautiful things you can talk about in this language, which expresses such beautiful thoughts. You want to know how to say like, not like, like you know, really, that's all you want to know. Wow. Like, you know, really, you know. Okay. Um, okay, that's that's one thought I want to show you. Let's move towards the end of the brochure. Um, Um, page 69. So man, mankind lives very long. So can we talk about these extraordinary lifetimes that these people had. Um, okay, so the, so the first one is the Rambam. These individuals, how long they lived. And It wasn't all mankind to live these long. It was these individuals. Oh. They lived a regular average life. Um, that, that which was extraordinary about this man, that he lived very long. Maybe because he had very special types of food and the way he treated himself. Because he did something extraordinary, the Russian gave him this, this present. Fine. That's what the Ramban says. So the Ramban says the next paragraph is, is I don't get it. If, if you're talking about these big, big Sadiqim, the Russian, you know, I, I get it. But they weren't. Some of them were quite not Sadiqim. Some of them were, some of them weren't. But they still had these long lives. So why do they why do they deserve to have these long lives if that's what it's about? And if it's because they they lived a certain lifestyle. So there's only there's the only each generation only one person cop that lifestyle. Like so, I don't get it. Okay. So um, again, this is the Barbara Um So he says that the next, the next page. Um, when the Rambam says it was a nace. So Ramban says, like, why do they deserve the nice? The Barsham did it as something extraordinary. It wasn't that the Barsham wanted to give them a matana because they deserved it as a stus. That they deserved a reward because the Ramban's kasha was they weren't such big tzaddikim. It was good for mankind. For two purposes. The longer people lived, the more opportunity they had to, to have children. So, person, the Pesach says, So, for argument's sake, they were having a child a year, so the person lives to be 500, had a lot of kids. Uh-huh. Um, 
So, So this was something the Russian wanted to have the nature of, of the world, to have the ability to have this extension, this extended time to allow man to really populate the world well. Okay. Allow them to develop, get knowledge. That's the purpose of man. How do you learn? You test things. Right? You don't know. So you, you, you test. Right? So imagine you want, to develop, you want to develop the wheel. Right? You want to come up with this idea of something, you know, you don't know what it's supposed to look like. Right? You have all the cartoons about the square wheel, you know. Right? So you try a square wheel, you try a triangle wheel, and finally you figure out, you, can, you know, you try a, 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 it, it takes time. They didn't have phenomenal tools to make these things. So the person dies in the middle of his, 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 his testing process. So now what? So there's no problem. you got 800 years to figure this out. <laughs> Keep going, you know. So you have time to work things through. If people lived only to the, the short lifespans that we live, they would have died before they had a chance to really figure things out. Right. It takes a long time to contemplate and really get from the beginning to the end. So you can't really ask somebody to take it over from you because... So now we document and we research and we document the documents and we hope that if, if the experiment doesn't make it to the end for whatever reason, somebody else will pick it up, right? right? And you publish. Well, you didn't necessarily, they weren't, they didn't have that option, you know? So how does it communicate all of the, 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 the different ideas that he's tried and different things that you work? It's a tremendous amount that, well, as long as he's alive, he doesn't have to communicate anything. You just forget <laughs> it, just do it yourself. Um, the Russian put as Ashkocha on mankind. These men, who for whatever reason maybe were people which were more masugal to figure things out, lived a longer life. Once one person figured it out, he can teach everybody else. That doesn't take that long at all. It takes a lot of time to figure out uh-huh. the, the, the solution. Once you know what to explain it, somebody goes much quicker. Right. So I don't need everybody to live these long lives. I just need some people to live their long lives to have the time to work these things through, and then they should share with the rest of mankind. Okay. Once mankind reached a stage where a lot of things have been figured out, the Russian said there's no need to have these extraordinarily long lives anymore. The days became shorter. We're relying on all the information which we already received from these, these people before him. Do you know what they did? What did Adam Harishan do for his someone in your life? What? What did Adam Harishan do for his you know, 930 years? 
what did he do? I don't know. But he's saying, you know, he sat there and contemplated how to, whether it was issues on a, on a physical level or issues on a spiritual level. He thought about them and he tried to figure out how to deal with them. Right? Because I'll say that, that Noach was the one who, who, who um, was able to imam see the, the, the plow. Uh, right? So he helped mankind by creating a whole new way how to, how to cultivate something. Right? But um, what other than that, I don't know. But, uh, but Okay. Okay. So that's um. There's a downside to this. So what happens? These individuals, you know, some of them really, really were extraordinary. We have, you know, Mr. Shalach, Mr. Tzadik. We have Chanoich. Some of them were, some of them were not. So every gift is a two-edged sword. I mean, I'm a procrastinator. I imagine you person lives knows he's living to about 800, 900 years old. Like you know, don't really get to get to 300 years from now. Like you know, like <laughs> the, 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 the temptation for procrastination is very, very significant. I'll get to it later. Right. So they had to be driven with, with with a drive to work this out, mm-hmm. and you know, and then when they figured A out, they had a, they they want to be driven with to figure out B. Now, otherwise, this this system is not going to work. So Rabbi Victor Miller in his spiritual comment says this is the downside of this is that man, you know, you you become lazy, indolent, you become. Gaivadik, you know, I, have, I can live this so long. So, you know, and you, you, instead of using the tremendous gift as a gift, it becomes a um, it becomes a source of a tekola to the person, and that's why mankind. That's part of the, the 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 decline of mankind was this issue that they they missed. They didn't appreciate the gift. Uh, one of the scariest things about. Um, Ever ask any person in the world to stop and think what is the most valuable thing that that, that he has and that that, that the, the Russian gives him in his life? Right, his life. So, but we take life for granted. Air, air is probably the most important thing that we need in the world. I can't live without it. Right. Do we ever contemplate how, how how much air you know how valuable air is to us? No, but a person who has emphysema does. Or a person who's a diver who's right. under the water and he has a limited amount of air, right. when it's limited, you value it. Mm-hmm. When it's not limited, you don't value it. So when he realizes that he has right. he, he has five minutes of air left and he's, you know, he's f- five minutes away from the surface, he better get back, otherwise he's going to be in big trouble. Or he's actually seven minutes away from the surface, he's in big trouble, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, air becomes extremely valuable to him. Right. So the upside of this is a tremendous opportunity. The downside of it is that you lose you lose sight of the value of life. Life is so you can just just waste it on whatever. I once heard from Richard Miller on one of his tape, tapes. He said over the following story. Now, if you ever you ever listen to his, listen to his tapes or listen to a few of them, he was a straight shooter like all the way. And he was he had no problems like saying whatever had to be said. It just like just didn't face him. 
So he gets up and says the following story. He says he was by a chast. They asked him to speak by a chast. And used to be that, you know, many, many places the minute was that they would, somebody would speak by the chast during the meal. In Toronto, to this day, the minute is somebody speaks during the meal by a chast. It's a beautiful thing, you know. I was like, somebody should get up and say, praise to Kaddish Baruch, you know, something nice about the Chosen Kal, you know, short to our Torah. If the guy gets up and speaks for 25 minutes, it's a problem. You know, you have to have Seichel. Um, so Rabbi Miller, Rabbi De Miller was saying that he was by Chastan and they asked him to speak. He spoke about Yamamovus, by the Chastan. Right? So that went over well. So he says that afterwards, that, that Abbasan got up. So Abbasan. Um, how do you how do you explain a vodka to every person who doesn't know vodka? Vodka was a it's a Yiddish Yiddish concept. The Baichasna, there was a person Baichasna who um, his role was a few things. He was he was he was from entertainment Baichasna, but um, a good vodka would on the spot be able to say the ideas they wanted to say in rhyme. With using using like you know my memory Chazal and Psukim etc. I had a chaver in Yeshiva whose father was a Batan and he was able to do that. He was like the man was like he just had that type of mind. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, so the the of Shemineg is that the Batan speaks by the Kabbalah's part and he gives Musa to the Chosen in rhyme about and he knows he researches the Chosen about what his strengths are. Whatever, he gives a Musa by the by the by the Kabbalah's part and gives a Musa by the by the Chosen tish. He has to be working the tshuva and working himself before he goes to the chuppah. During the meal, he says something light, you know, make everybody laugh a little bit. <laughs> and then by the by the at the end, they have the by chesidim, they have the mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. See, each person is called up. It's the way mitzvahs work. You remember mitzvahs? Mitzvahs is really interesting minig um, that the chosen the 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 the, the sit there. The kala sits there. And different people, which are you know members of the family, are, are called up to dance in front of the kala. And eventually, the final one is the chassan dance, dances with the kala directly. This is chesed shemini. So, um, the judge can show you. He has pictures. He went to Kloisenberg and He has pictures of the of, oh, really? of, of the the mitzvahs. So mitzvahs goes goes hours. Oh wow! So by, by the mitzvahs, so each person is called up by the batzim. So the Batan does research on each person, and he calls him up, you know, giving him his 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 covet with sukim and with you know with rhyme, etc. And he's called called up to, in honor to, to honor us by dancing in front of the kala. The kala holds a gartel, and the, the the other person dances with the gartel with the kala in front of the kala. She sits still, and he you know dances in front, holding on the gartel. So that's so so he says that the Batan got up after says Rabbi Miller made everybody sad. I'm going to make you all happy. And he says some silly jokes. That's how Victor Miller says over the story. He says, I'm making them happy. Yeramavis is not something sad. Yeramavis is to tell us that life is limited. Use it well. Take advantage of it. It's what, it, it makes you happy. When you waste life, you don't feel good about it. When you use life well, you feel good about it. I'm making you happy, not sad. That's what he said. So... Um, this bracha, this pella, this this matana is very, very challenging to use it right. Um, we 
have live in a world of abundance of food, so we waste food. We we don't appreciate the value and importance of food. You live you live in a world where you have abundance of all these different materials, so we just waste them. As opposed to feeling this tremendous bracha in our lives that we have these things so easily available. Right? We we just don't get it. When a person sees or also realizes that that's not true anymore, that's when he starts appreciating it. When it's limited or when it's gone, so we say, "Wow, you know, it's so it's so nice what I had." Like you know, now you say that. Like, you know. Okay, let's hold it here. Right. 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 Right.